Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Kate whakaronga mai koe ki tō tātou au horihori. Hei hōtaka e pānaki a papatuanuku tangaroa meirangi nui. You're with Our Changing World on RNZ National and now... What do muesli and sea ice have in common? The answer involves heat and moisture. And Victoria University of Wellington maths professor Mark McGuinness. Mark's a big fan of bringing together teams of mathematicians to answer specific questions posed by industry. Originally it was Uncle Toby's in Australia that got me involved with cooking crispy cereals. And they brought a problem to um, a study group or a workshop that we were well, I was just finding out about back in the 90s. So in Melbourne there was a study group and Uncle Toby's realised they had a bottleneck in their cooking process. Um, they make muesli bars and breakfast cereals and as part of that process they have to batch cook about a tonne of grains at a time. And they use a, a very large um, pressure cooker and they're waiting for it to happen and there was a bottleneck in their process and their gear was 30 years old at the time they were looking to upgrade, and they wanted some help with understanding the processes that they were dealing with so that they could design for the future. Accurate cooking was their issue. If you cook starchy food too long, the starches break down, and then even though you toast it up and put it into your um, snap, crackle, pop, your rice bubbles, whatever, it won't survive when you put milk on it. They had a, a, a mental model. It's sort of like physics and cooking and mathematics all rolled in, um, and their mental model of, of how the grain cooks was that the, the steam would penetrate and drop its heat as it went in. And it seems entirely reasonable that it would do that. And so we looked at that, and, but we also looked at the fact that we know in physics and in, in mathematics that, that heat diffuses and that the surface of the grains are at 100, 200 degrees in, in the pressure cooker. And we know how long it takes for heat to conduct into a grain because we could find out its thermal conductivity. And that was a matter of seconds. So they were mating 20 minutes. We all know it takes about 20 minutes to cook rice in, in a pot. And what we're waiting for is the moisture to get in. So they want to heat the grain and they want to wet the grain. And what they hadn't realised is that they were really just waiting for the grain to get wet. It got hot really quickly. It got my, my interest up in, in the study group approach where we talk directly to a business or to an industry that has a question. The magic is that they realise they need mathematical help. Usually businesses don't realise how practical the help can be that they, got, they get. In this case, it was very practical. We sort of have to say to them, almost within a day, we had a week to work on the problem, but within a day we could say to them, look, it heats up real quick your bottleneck is wetting the grain. So think about pre-soaking it. You know, um, Just knowing that gave them a sort of a, an edge on deciding what to do with their gear. So for that problem, there was food science involved, there was some physics involved as well. Yes. How much did it matter what you knew about those topics? Or was it still it, just strictly a mathematical problem for you? It, we did reduce it to a mathematical problem, to a familiar, more familiar one, to a diffusion equation. But it's important always important to get the physics right and to get the chemistry and the cooking side of it right as well. So we had to read up, we had to learn. So with these study groups, it is, uh, we're learning on, on the go. So we, we arrive on the, on the first day, the industry 
person tells us their problem and they describe their problem to us and they give us some background. So they did tell us they knew that they needed moisture and heat. And just a quick look around, so we had a little look in the literature, um, we saw that diffusion was the, was the process that's usually considered and seems to be the most accurate representation of the physical process. And for me, a diffusion means a diffusion equation, which is a rate of change equation. It's a partial differential equation. We got really interested when we realised that the equation was not a simple one, that it was non-linear. From our point of view, we got interested in how do you solve such an equation, numerically and, and or analytically, and um, we got together and, and we wrote a paper on it, and it was published. Moving from cereal to sea ice, I gather you've been involved in the mathematics of sea ice freezing yes. as well. Yes. I was so fortunate that one day um, a sea ice physicist from this university dropped by my door and he was looking for some help. He's been sticking thermistors into the sea ice in Antarctica and as it freezes he can see the temperature changes that occur in the sea ice as it's freezing and getting thicker and thicker and thicker during the winter. He had this wonderful data and he was well aware of the equation that governs the, um, the, the freezing of sea ice and, and the transport of heat. And that equation is again a diffusion equation and it's non-linear. It's a, a different non-linearity to the um, cooking crispy cereal problem. And the problems that, that Joe, um, the sea ice physicist, was facing were, were different ones. He wanted to um, back out of his data some uh, valuable information about the, the nature of sea ice and its thermal conductivity. Now, dare I ask you what the equation was? Is this a long and complicated equation? It's quite short. I can say it to you in words. If the temperature is theta, then d theta dt is proportional to the second spatial derivative of theta. That's essentially a diffusion equation. Uh, the proportionality, when it depends on the temperature, makes it a non-linear equation. And the problem starts out feeling quite complicated, um, certainly the, the cooking crispy cereals and, and the sea ice. There, there are complicated processes in the sea ice with brine being trapped and little uh, bubbles of brine moving, moving through the sea ice, even as it's freezing. And these complications are dealt with quite nicely by the mathematics. And, and then you've got a mathematical equation, which in itself, too, is still quite complicated, the diffusion equation. So if you can write down a solution to it, an approximation to a solution to it, then you can get a formula, I can get a formula that tells me something about how the freezing um, depends on conditions at the time uh, more accurately and, and what the thermal conductivity, for example, actually is, depending on the brine content. Thanks to Mark McGuinness from Victoria University. You can listen to tonight's stories again, as well as an earlier one with Mark in which he talks about why volcanic explosions are lumpy by heading to our webpage, rnz.co.nz slash ourchangingworld. That's all for now. But you can stay in touch with us on Twitter and Facebook. We're RNZ Science. Kia ora mai. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. Or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.